Thursday, February 1st, 2018. You are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Clint Daly, coming to you from Denver, Colorado, the Mile High City. You know, we talk sports every single weekday, and we try to do it with a dose of common sense. Hopefully, we don't take ourselves too seriously. And we are happy to have you with us today. Happy Thursday to you. Can you believe that it is already February? We've already knocked out one month of 2018. 11 more and we're rolling into 2019. You know, I hope that you have all of your Groundhog Day shopping done. I hope that you have your Groundhog Day decorations up. I hope that the house is ready. The baking is done. The lights are hung. The stockings are up. I hope all that stuff is done. When you get that groundhog in the oven tomorrow morning, your house is going to smell amazing for all of your guests. I hope you are getting all those things done. Hey, if you'd like to contact the show, let us know how you cook your groundhog for the big day. You can email us at dailydosesports at gmail.com or you can reach out to us over on Twitter or Facebook. Both of those handles are at dailydosesports. Maybe you have a suggestion. Maybe you have some feedback for the show. Maybe you need some advice. We have handled all of those things here at The Daily Dose, and we'd love to hear from you. Hey, we have a lot to get to today. You know, we talked a little yesterday about the Alex Smith trade from Kansas City to Washington and what it might mean for Kirk Cousins. Today, we are going to lay out a little more in detail the teams that are going to be on the market to go get Kirk Cousins. You know, it is Super Bowl week, and everyone you talk to right now has their opinion on what is going to happen in the big game. And who better to spout their opinions than celebrities? No, they don't know anything. No, they don't even live in the real world with the rest of us. But is there anything better than celebrities telling us what they think? I think not. And of course, as usual on Thursdays, we will have our daily dose over reactions of the week where we look at some of the stories that are being fed to us by the sports media. And then we usually kind of point and laugh at those stories and talk about why they don't really make any sense. We'll be getting to all of that today on The Daily Dose. First story up, I'm not sure if you saw this, but Philadelphia Eagles coach Doug Peterson, he is calling on an old friend to help get his team ready for Super Bowl 52. Peterson confirmed that Hall of Fame quarterback Brett Favre is going to be addressing the Eagles on Saturday morning at the team hotel the day before their big Super Bowl matchup with the New England Patriots. Hey, you know, Favre and Peterson go way back. They were teammates back in Green Bay. They've got some history. There's obviously a friendship there. Not sure about this move, though. Be very, very transparent. I'm not exactly sure about this move. Here's the thing. I'm not dogging on Favre. Maybe I am. I don't know. But is Brett Favre the guy that you want talking to your team? Maybe. Maybe. Depends on the team. Depends on the situation. Let me change that. Is Brett Favre the guy that you want talking to your team before the Super Bowl? I mean, he doesn't have the greatest Super Bowl record. He won it in 96, but I mean, it was Desmond Howard that kind of carried that day. He beat out Drew Bledsoe and a very overmatched New England Patriots team that day. And then he got beat in 97 against a very old and very well past his prime, John Elway and the Denver Broncos. He played pretty well but he didn't get it done down the stretch when he needed to. So I don't know if Brett Favre is the guy that I want talking to my team before the Super Bowl. But more importantly, put all the Super Bowl stuff aside because he was a great player, right? Here's the thing I think that is concerning me the most. In this game, what is the biggest thing that the Philadelphia Eagles cannot do? They can't turn it over, right? Whatever happens, take care of the football. Don't give Tom Brady and the Patriots extra possessions. 
Like it's bad enough if you go off the field after like a three and out. It's worse if you turn it over. Whatever you do, don't turn the ball over. That has to be their mindset, right? Don't turn it over. Don't turn it over. Don't turn it over. Now, when guys come out of college right now, and let's say they are kind of that gunslinger guy. They're a guy that takes too many chances, really tries to fit the ball in to a spot where they maybe shouldn't throw it. What do we say about them? How do we describe them? He's got a little Brett Favre to him, right? He's a little bit of a gunslinger. I mean, he takes Brett Favre kind of chances. Is that what we want to be telling Nick Foles before the biggest game of his life? I can just hear Brett's pregame speech. I'll tell you what, you got to take a few chances there, Nick Foles. Got to take a few chances. Fire that son of a gun right in there and just see what happens. I mean, that'd just be awesome if you just fired it in there. I don't know if I want that to be my pregame speech to this team that needs to be sure they take care of the football. Look, I'm still trying to make my Super Bowl pick here on the Daily Dose. Going to make that pick tomorrow. We'll go through some weekend preview, look at some things, and I will give you my pick for Super Bowl 52. But here's the thing. We are 4-0 and on the Daily Dose picking Super Bowl since we got started. We haven't missed one yet. Having Brett Favre come into the Eagles locker room and give the pregame speech, not going to lie, it scares me a little bit. Makes me a little bit nervous. If I'm going to go pick a guy that I'm hoping stresses take care of the ball, like I'm going to go get like a Steve Bono or like a Bernie Kosar. You couldn't get one of those guys. They weren't available. You had to go get Brett Favre. Not sure about this. Kind of makes me a little bit nervous. Hey, coming back, of course, it is Super Bowl week, and it seems like the media asks literally everyone who is going to win it all. Every year, they ask a number of celebrities who is going to win the big game. We have a few of the best responses. Plus, which teams are going to go after Kirk Cousins this offseason? There are more teams out there than you might think. Okay, so the Kansas City Chiefs pulled the trigger on Tuesday. They sent Alex Smith to Washington. The Chiefs are now going to go with second-year quarterback Patrick Mahomes, who has a ton of potential, a ton of potential. He's got a huge arm. In that game against Denver late in the regular season, I know Denver wasn't playing their starters. I am watching Patrick Mahomes fire that ball around. No, the arm strength is impressive. Back foot, deep out. I mean, it's probably an 18, 19 yard out, but in the air, it's probably 40, 45 yards and he just flicks it and it gets there. He's got a ton of potential, but make no mistake, Patrick Mahomes is going to go through some difficult times. I promise you that. I guarantee that. But the Chiefs have their quarterback. They are going to be set with Patrick Mahomes, right? And Washington, of course, now has their quarterback in Alex Smith. Sure, he has tiny hands and I know he doesn't really win in the postseason, but I like Alex Smith. I think he is a better quarterback than he probably gets credit for. So Washington is set with a quarterback and so is Kansas City. But there are a number of teams out there that are not set on their quarterback. And they are now going to be looking to sign the biggest name quarterback on the free agent market. Now, Kirk Cousins is just 26, 30, and 1 as a starter. But to be fair, he hasn't been in the greatest situations. Doesn't have a ton of weapons around him. Doesn't have great defenses around him. He has managed to throw for 99 touchdowns and only had 55 interceptions. I mean, he's playing in a Daniel Snyder franchise. What do you think you're going to get? Wins? I think we all kind of know the answer to that, don't we? There is something to be said for the fact that he has been laboring in a kind of funky situation. I mean, going into the season this last year, 
We all looked at Washington and how they had handled their GM, how they'd fired him and then said he was an alcoholic and maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. Like a very, very unhealthy situation in Washington is what Kirk Cousins has been dealing with. So here are a number of teams that are going to be pursuing him that could put him in a much healthier situation. And I honestly think if he stays healthy, I think he can probably win going to one of these different teams. Kirk Cousins can play a little bit. Some of the things I've seen from him, they do impress me. Here are a few teams that are going to be looking to sign Kirk Cousins to a new deal. First team I'm going to give you is a team that in the playoffs, if they actually had a quarterback, they could have been contending for a Super Bowl because if the Buffalo Bills had anyone under center, hey, they pushed the Jacksonville Jaguars to the brink in the AFC wildcard game. And we saw what Jacksonville did with New England. Buffalo can hang with New England, can't they? But in that game against Jacksonville, Tyrod Taylor threw for 134 more yards than I did. And the other problem is he also threw one more interception than I did. The Bills currently have about $29 million in cap space, but they could free up more if they needed to. Can they convince someone like Kirk Cousins to come to a franchise that has some pieces in place. Granted, they couldn't win a Super Bowl even when they had Jim Kelly and Bruce Smith and Thurman Thomas when he could find his helmet and Andre Reid and, I don't know, Scott Norwood and Cornelius Bennett. I didn't really need to say Scott Norwood. Did you notice that? I just threw that in there just for Raymond. I just thought I'd throw that out there. But anyways, could they convince Kirk Cousins to come to Buffalo? I don't know that the odds are in their favor. I'm going to be very honest. But... They've got some money. They've got a pretty nice situation up there as far as talent on that team. Buffalo is definitely a consideration. Of course, another consideration is the team in the city where I'm at. The Denver Broncos look to be a very inviting situation for Mr. Cousins. They just won a Super Bowl three years ago with another big-name free agent quarterback. You might have heard of him. The defense is still solid. It's not as good as it was in those Super Bowl years. Not even close. But it's still solid. And there are some talented skill position players. Hey, The Denver Broncos do have John Elway, a guy who's going to go into Kirk Cousins and say, hey, look, I've done it. I've been where you're at. I know what you want. I know you want to win a Super Bowl. We can win a Super Bowl here. I do think that carries some weight. The fans in Denver would love Kirk Cousins. They would welcome him with open arms as we have been forced to watch Paxton Lynch and Trevor Simeon and Brock Osweiler floundering for the last few years. I know. I know, we can't complain too much. I've seen like the Browns and the Jets. They actually have something to complain about. But still, people here in Denver, we're ready for a better quarterback. Here is my concern for Kirk Cousins. I understand the draw to come here. And I think when you think of guys like Peyton Manning coming here, you go, hey, maybe Denver's the spot. Yeah, here's the secret that I want to just keep between us Daily Dose listeners, okay? Let's all just kind of keep this under our hat. Don't tell Kirk Cousins about the horrible offensive line situation we have here in Denver. Because I'm telling you right now, that should scare him away if he has a brain in his head. This offensive line is horrible. It is horrible. Remember back in the day, not to reminisce too much, but remember back in the day when the Denver Broncos had that nasty offensive line? And I mean, they were using the cut blocks and they had Gary Zimmerman and Tony Jones and Tom Nalen. They were just loaded. Mark Schlereth and those guys up front. And remember they got caught putting the Vaseline on their jerseys and they had to go into the locker room and take all the Vaseline off because they were trying to make themselves slippery. This team, I don't think they know how to put the Vaseline on. Like I think they're putting the Vaseline on their hands and then wondering why they can't keep anyone in front of them. This offensive line is horrible. The Denver Broncos currently would have about $26 million in cap money. Again, keep in mind with cap money, I know we always talk about, well, do they have the money? Do they have the money? These teams can make money. 
They can cut people. They can move things around. They can shape their salary cap so that they can go find people. It's a matter of if they're willing to do that or not. But right now, Denver has about $26 million. We'll see what they do as far as Kirk Cousins. We've already heard Von Miller talking about Kirk Cousins. He puts us over the edge. He's the guy. We'll see. The Eli Manning era could be over with the New York Giants. Now, he has a no-trade clause in his contract, but he is also due a big bonus this coming year. Would the New York Giants cut Eli? They'd have to eat about $12 bucks in cap space, but would they do it because he is going to cost them about $16 million more? And the Giants do have some weapons on that team. They need to get everyone healthy, but they need an offensive line and they need a much better running game. They've got about $23 million in cap space. That number could obviously go up depending on how they move things around. Would the Giants make a run at Kirk Cousins? They see him twice a year. They, you would think they know him pretty well. Another team we're going to put on this list has to be the Cleveland Browns because the Cleveland Browns have needed a quarterback pretty much every single season since, what, Vinny Testaverde? Bernie Kosar, Brian Seip, I don't know. Now, you might laugh at the possibility of Cleveland, and I would understand if you laughed. I would probably join you in laughing, but try laughing at this. The Cleveland Browns have $109 million in cap money right now. Like, they haven't moved anything around, and they've got over $100 million in cap money. Yeah, it doesn't seem so funny now, does it? I understand. Kirk Cousins probably isn't going to go there because he has no chance of winning, but they've got money. Like if they just went to Cousins and said, hey, we'll like give you 95 million guaranteed dollars. You want to come here? Yeah, yeah, I guess I do. I didn't think I did, but I guess I do now. Cleveland Browns will at least be in the running. Carson Palmer has retired and now the Arizona Cardinals are looking at a future with Drew Stanton and Blaine Gabbert. So Arizona has to be in on the Kirk Cousins race, don't they? This is another decent defense. Offensively, they have some talent, although we don't know what Larry Fitzgerald is going to do. We don't know what Adrian Peterson is going to do. The Cardinals don't have a whole lot of money. They've got about 8 million bucks in cap room. But like I said, that could change very quickly. They could move some things around. Arizona will probably be in on Kirk Cousins too. What do you do if you're the Miami Dolphins? I mean, you drafted the quarterback of the future in Ryan Tannehill. But he never really shows much. And now he's hurt. And you don't know how he's going to come back. And you can say, well, he's going to make a full recovery. Doctors say he's going to make a full recovery. Okay, but he wasn't that great to start with. They don't have a ton of money. That would change if, I guess, if they did something with Tannehill. Jay Cutler's a free agent, so they need to do something. I mean, the Dolphins have some talent. They just never produce. And you wonder if they never produce because they never have a bona fide starting quarterback. We'll see what Miami does. A couple more teams that are going to be in the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes. Speaking of teams that might have won it all if they had a quarterback, the Jacksonville Jaguars. No, Blake Bortles wasn't awful in the AFC Championship game. He wasn't. He was just Blake Bortles. You know, the knock on Blake Bortles over the length of his four seasons in the NFL is that when the game is in the balance, he does nothing. When you look at his stats, you say, hey, the guy has thrown 90 touchdowns. He only has 64 interceptions. Doesn't look too bad. But you know, most of those touchdowns, they come after the game is already decided and he puts up garbage time stats. Now, the AFC Championship game against the Patriots, it was just the same thing. It was just opposite of the usual. He put up very good stats in the first half. But then when the game was in the balance, he failed to make plays again and again. This team is obviously really, really close to being a title contender. Will they make a move? Do they bring back Blake Bortles? 
Would they make a run at someone like Eli Manning if he leaves New York? We know Tom Coughlin kind of has a relationship with Eli Manning, right? Or would they make a run at Kirk Cousins? They've only got 16 million bucks, but of course that could change. A couple other teams on our list in the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes, the New York Jets. Speaking of teams that just don't have a bona fide quarterback, name the last bona fide starting quarterback the New York Jets have had. Vinny Testaverde again? Is that like his second time making an appearance here on the dose today? I think it is. Scott Pennington? Richard Todd? I mean, do we need to go back to Joe Namath? Probably. The Jets need a quarterback like LeBron James needs reassurance that we like him. (laughs) Bryce Petty and Christian Hackenberg, yeah, they're not the future. The Jets have a horrible history of quarterback play. So you might look at this and say there's no way he'd go to the Jets. Again, they've got 72 million bucks in cap space, so it might not be as crazy as you think. Okay, final team I will put on this list, and this team shouldn't be on there because they have not one, not two, but they have three quarterbacks already. Case Keenum won the job this year in Minnesota by default, and he looked very capable at times. Does he have a strong arm? No, he does not. But Case Keenum took the Minnesota Vikings to the NFC Championship game. Got to at least give him that, don't you? They also have Teddy Bridgewater, who has returned from that horrific leg injury that nearly cost him his leg and even had a chance at costing him his life. But how much can you truly trust Teddy Bridgewater? Honestly, how much do we know? We just don't know enough. And then the Vikings also have Sam Bradford, the one guy probably in the entire league whose health actually seems a little more precarious than Teddy Bridgewater's. But if you have three, maybe you have none. I don't know. Could the Minnesota Vikings end up making a run at Kirk Cousins? They've got 53 million bucks, and that will probably go up even more. There are a few teams that could be looking at Kirk Cousins in this offseason where he could end up. Okay. We've got to get to some celebrity Super Bowl predictions because like I said, every single year it comes around Super Bowl time and the media goes out and they put a microphone in front of celebrities and they say, hey, who's going to win the big game? Now, to be fair, a lot of these celebrities, they don't live in the real world like the rest of us. They don't even know who's playing in the big game, but they throw out an answer and we all take it and kind of run with it. So here are a few of the best celebrity Super Bowl predictions that we have heard so far this year for Super Bowl 52. First one up, Philadelphia native comedian Kevin Hart. Of course, Kevin Hart is a Philadelphia guy. He's an Eagles fan. They asked him who's going to win the Super Bowl. He says Philadelphia Eagles 83, New England Patriots 6. Obviously, Kevin Hart, big, big Eagles fan. We'll see how that turns out. On the other end, we had actor Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg said, honestly, I don't think this game is going to be that close. I think the Patriots will finally have their first easy Super Bowl victory. They're going to win by a couple touchdowns. So again, you got the other side of that. few other celebrities here that were asked what's going to happen in the Super Bowl. Actress Mila Kunis. Now, she didn't give a score, but she said that she's going to pick Philadelphia because for one, her Chicago Bears didn't make it. And for another, she has a friend who is from Philly, and so she's going to cheer for the Eagles. So she's picking Philadelphia. Aerosmith guitarist Joe Perry. He says he doesn't want to make a prediction, but he thinks that the Patriots have a great energy about them. So, yeah, it's understandable. Actor and entertainer Will Smith. Of course, he's a Philadelphia native. He's a big Eagles fan. And he actually wrote a poem for the game, posted it on Twitter. Roses are red, violets are blue. I think it's time for an Eagles Super Bowl title. How about you? So, we got to go a little bit deeper on some of these predictions. Uh, Let's look at a couple of these other predictions. Let's see. Rapper Snoop Dogg. 
Snoop Dogg says there's no way he's picking against a team wearing green. Hey, you want to get high, man? Yeah, that makes sense, I guess. Uh, President Donald Trump. They did ask Trump who he thought would win the Super Bowl. Uh, let's see. Trump just gave a score prediction. He says New England Patriots 35, Donald Trump 36. Look, everybody knows me. I've had an amazing life. Yeah, I mean, it does make sense. Honestly, what else would you expect? They asked Cleveland Cavaliers all-star forward LeBron James. LeBron James says, I'm going to go with the Patriots. They have always been my favorite team. I have been cheering for the Patriots since I was a little kid. Yeah, I don't know if I remember that, but I mean, I guess so. That's what you want to say. Uh, they asked singer, rapper, entertainer Drake. Drake was asked who he thought would win Super Bowl 52. And he says, let's see, I will go with the Patriots. They have always been my favorite team. I have been cheering for them since I was a little kid. Okay, someone's lying here. And it might be both of them. I'm not sure about either one of those two. Let's see, we just got a few more here. Uh, former U.S. Senator and First Lady Hillary Clinton. They asked her who she thought would win Super Bowl 52. She says, yeah, I'm not sure if she follows football. She says St. Louis Jets 18, Washington Cardinals 4. I don't, I don't know what any of that means. She's clearly a huge football fan. They also asked former president of the United States, Bill Clinton, who he thought would win the Super Bowl. He said, I'm not sure who will win, but can you send Hillary to make an appearance because I can't get rid of her now? Well, that's, see, that seems unnecessary. Bill, I'm not sure why he would uh, respond that way. That doesn't seem very nice. Uh, they asked noted New England Patriots fan John Bon Jovi who he thought would win the Super Bowl. John Bon Jovi said, let's see, Tommy 24, Gina 14. Well, that's stupid. That's he doesn't even know who's playing in the game. Thought he was a bigger fan than that. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars cornerback Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey says Jaguars 42, Eagles 3. Again, you know, sometimes it's just denial in these situations. Uh, let's see, just a few more. Um, well, I don't know if we want this one. Comedian Bill Cosby. Hmm, not sure I want to read this one. I'll be very upfront with you. Not sure I want to read this. Comedian Bill Cosby, uh, his prediction says drinks and pills five and lady zero. Okay, you know what? We might have to end the segment on that note. No, I don't think I'm going to read any more of these. Two more? I'll do two more. They better not be that bad though. I don't want to read Bill Cosby stuff. I don't want that. Okay, next one up. Uh, the sports media was polled and asked who they thought would win. Uh, they say Tom Brady, 157, Michael Jordan, zero. See, this is the kind of nonsense that I get. This is the foolishness that goes on here. That's not even a real thing. Tom Brady is not playing Michael Jordan. I know the media tries to tell us that. Stupid. Fine, I'll do one more. I'll do one more. This is the last one I'm doing because celebrities are idiots and the things that they say is, it's just stupid. It's stupid. Fine, last one. Last one, this is it. Uh, really? Film producer Harvey Weinstein. I don't I don't even want to read this. Harvey Weinstein 3 potted plant 0. Okay, that's that's enough. We're not we're not doing this anymore. We're moving on. You know, coming back, we will have our weekly daily dose segment. That's right. The best overreactions from the sports media world. What nonsense are we being told this week? Just a quick reminder, you know you've got to get something for Valentine's Day and you probably had better hurry up because it's already February 1st and if you haven't done anything yet, you might want to get busy. You might want to head over to lootcrate.com forward slash daily dose where you can find the latest pop culture collectibles featuring your favorite TV shows, movies, and video games. February's Loot Crate theme is called Protect and it features items from Black Panther, Fallout, The Expanse, and Pacific Rim Uprising. The best part about ordering from Loot Crate 
When you check out, be sure you enter Daily Dose in the coupon box. D-A-L-Y-D-O-S-E. We will get you 10% off of your order and that will help you save a little money because you know, just getting a present, it's not going to be enough, is it? You're going to have to do dinner and you're going to have to do flowers and you're going to have to do a whole bunch of other stupid things for Valentine's Day. Save a little money, at least on the gift. Okay, every week we like to take a look around at the sports world and see what overreactions that the sports media might be jamming down our throat. Sometimes we hear these things and we say something like, that was an overreaction. Okay, so first thing up, we've been hearing over the last week, New England Patriots head coach Bill Belichick is such a tough guy that he doesn't even care about Tom Brady's hand injury. Do we have that clip of Bill Belichick mentioning Tom Brady's injury? Did anything have to change game plan wise because of Brady's hand? Not that I'm aware of, Bob. Can you, can you just speak to the, the resourcefulness of Tom dealing with something like that midweek and then coming out and playing, playing a huge game like that? I mean, look, Tom did a great job, and he's a tough guy. We all know that, all right? But I'm not talking about open-heart surgery here. Okay, now you might hear that, and you think, man, Belichick is just a tough guy. What a hard guy he is. He must be really difficult to play for. Yeah, or else he's just a realistic guy. If you think of all the injuries you could possibly have, say you're a quarterback and you think of an injury, okay, I got a cut. Where would I like it to be? On the back of my hand? Yeah, that's not a bad place for it. It's not like dude has cracked ribs or like he has a broken finger on his throwing hand. He's got a boo-boo on the back of his hand. Let's slow down. Bill Belichick is just being realistic. Hey, he's got a little scratch on his hand. He's fine. Stop acting like Tom Brady's a martyr out there. Not sure if you saw this. But Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver Torrey Smith, he said in a press conference Wednesday he would not visit the White House if the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Hey, big news. This guy says he's not going to go to the White House and meet the president if he wins the Super Bowl. And Smith has actually been critical of Donald Trump. He actually tweeted back in September that he thinks Donald Trump is one of the most divisive persons in the entire country. Really, really big news that we're being told a guy's not going to go to the White House. Eh, It's not really big news at all, is it? I mean, let's be honest. Right now, in all of professional sports, name someone who would go to the White House. It doesn't matter. It makes no difference what your political leanings are. It makes no difference whatsoever. I think Tom Brady is a Trump supporter. He won't go. Why? Because it's suicide for you to go. There's no way you can go right now. They would say it would be locker splitting if you would go. Tory Smith's not going? Yeah, big deal. No one would go right now. That's not news. More news coming out. Super Bowl news. Of course, One of the things we're being asked constantly, will Rob Gronkowski play? Has he cleared concussion protocol? You know, he's been at practice a few times, but then he's not at media days. What's going on? Well, a couple things. One, he's not going to media days because he doesn't want to go to media days. Let's be real clear about that. I mean, standing there, getting asked questions, not the most fun for these guys. But here's the thing about Rob Gronkowski, and I don't know how else to say this, and I'm, I'm not saying that his presence won't be felt in the game, but does it really matter if Gronk plays or not? I mean, they won it all last year without him. They beat the Jaguars without him in the second half. Yes, he's nice to have, and he is an absolute beast on the field. I mean, maybe they would end up needing him more against the Eagles. Maybe the Eagles are the kind of team that you absolutely would need him for. But ultimately, can't Bill Belichick just scheme up something to win without him? I mean, can't he bring in like a backup offensive tackle and still get probably five catches and 68 yards or something? I don't know if it matters that much if Rob Gronkowski plays. I know it helps, and I know it gives Tom Brady that security blanket. Honestly, I don't know if it even matters that much. In a way, I don't think it does. I think that they will just move on and, and still make plays. Um, One of the other things that we're hearing this week, 
And you've heard a few people in the media say it because we talked about it here on the show. When the Los Angeles Clippers traded Blake Griffin to Detroit, I even mentioned it here that maybe they're clearing up cap space so that they could make a big run at a big free agent. We've heard a few people kind of say, hey, if you think the Clippers are going to go after LeBron, you're crazy. LeBron has beef with the Clippers. He's not going to the Clippers. There's no way he'd ever play for the Clippers. I'm going to give you three reasons that LeBron James could end up going to the Clippers. Might sound crazy, but I'll give you three reasons. Reason number one, Jerry West. You can sit there and say, hey, the Clippers have this history of being awful, this history of just being a dysfunctional franchise. I understand all that. But that ownership is gone and Jerry West is there. Make no mistake. If there is a man on the planet that could still somehow get the Los Angeles Clippers to win again, it is Jerry West. No one else. It is Jerry West. That is one reason. I'll give you reason number two. And I know I try not to mention his name on the show anymore. LeVar Ball is another reason. Because I know, you know, LeBron has the house out in LA and everyone's talked about him going to LA. Maybe he's going to go be a Laker. Maybe. But if I'm LeBron James, I'm not dealing with him. I'm not dealing with LeVar Ball. I don't want to go out there. And not that he has any pull whatsoever. But do you think LeBron wants to go out there and be the second guy they put a mic in front of? I don't think so. Do you think LeBron wants to go out there? And if he does lose a game, LeVar is at the microphone saying, yeah, you know, I'm just looking at this at this team. And I mean, I don't know why they went and got LeBron. I mean, the game is clearly passed him by. He's pathetic. I mean, Lonzo is great. And my other two sons that are still back over, you know, overseas that can't get a job anymore. They're also great, but they would be better than LeBron right now. There is no way he's going to deal with that. And I'll give you a third reason why LeBron could still go to the Clippers, even though it kind of sounds crazy. Imagine the legacy. And I know we always talk about the legacy and what's the legacy. Okay, so LeBron is in Cleveland, can't win anything. He leaves and goes to Miami, gets on an all-star team, wins some titles. Eh, Does that give him a whole lot of legacy? Not really. Because, I mean, it was kind of an all-star team. He goes back to Cleveland and wins one title. Granted, the NBA stepped in and helped. You can't deny that. But he wins a title in Cleveland. Is he right now in the Jordan atmosphere? No, he's not. Don't be silly. I don't even think he's in magic or birds atmosphere, but that's me. That's me. But if he were to go to the Clippers and win something with the Clippers, like if he won a title with the Clippers, I mean, you would at least have to say, no, it definitely changes the look of his legacy, doesn't it? That's a huge change. I wouldn't dismiss the Clippers quite so quickly just yet. Finally, the last thing that we are hearing is what is happening at Michigan State is absolutely despicable. And Michigan State should be getting the death penalty. All of their programs should get the Penn State treatment. And I understand it. I do. I understand that what happened at Michigan State, what it sounds like has gone on. I'm going to be a little bit slow in kind of rendering judgment here because I want to see exactly what happened at Michigan State. I know there's a lot of people saying uh, a lot of different things. The outside the lines report did not look good, but let's let some other people say their side of the story. Because for all of the things that are being said, we don't have an actual real police paper trail just yet. So I kind of want to I kind of want to wait and see. Here is the thing and I'm going to say something on the dose here and it's going to scare you. And you're probably not going to like it, but I'm just going to tell you. Um and I'm not going to say I'm not going to preface this by saying, now if you have a daughter or imagine if you have if it was your sister or your girlfriend or whatever, this will scare you as a human being. It makes no difference if you have a female in your family or if you are if you, it makes no difference. This should scare you as a human being. What is happening and what has happened at Michigan State, I don't believe it is just at Michigan State. 
I believe that is a national problem. I believe that goes on at way more universities than anyone wants to talk about. I think that goes on at a number of universities. And think about it. We see this at Michigan State. We know what was going on at Penn State. We hear about some of the things that went on down at Florida State. We hear about a number of these schools and they are in the business of making money. They are not in the business of trying to give all that money back. So if you think that Michigan State is the only, and I'm not saying don't clean it up. I'm, I'm saying there needs to be a massive change, not just at Michigan State. There needs to be a massive change at the way females are being treated on these college campuses. But if you think it is just at Michigan State, you might be sadly disappointed because I don't think it is. And that's the scariest thing of it all. Hey, tomorrow is Friday. And of course, we will be looking at the latest sports news and stories. And we will be looking forward to the weekend and giving you the best events to watch. Plus, we will have our weekly Daily Dose Top 5. And we will be giving you the Daily Dose Pick for Super Bowl 52. Hey, I have to say thank you so much for listening to the Daily Dose every day. Thank you for the feedback. Thank you for the questions and the suggestions. They are all very appreciated. Thank you so much for sharing the show. We appreciate that as well. I have to say thank you to JSP. Could not do any of this without you. I will see you all tomorrow. Have a wonderful Thursday.